0: Thank you so much for joining, Xide. It's, um, it's a pleasure to have you here. And Thank you for me. of course, of course. And so, me and Xside, we we met maybe three months ago when I was streaming um Dark Souls, Dark Souls Three, the aforementioned game. Um, and he was one of the only people in chat at the time, so we we were talking away, and um, one thing I really appreciated was that he was, you were really engaged in the topic when I mentioned kind of what the, the mission was here for Earth Mode. And you almost immediately jumped to the chance to join the podcast. So that says to me quite a lot about um, your, who you are and the fact that you're willing to kind of share your experience, um, mm-hmm. which which I'm sure is not easy to talk about. So thank you. So much, and maybe as a as a as a starter, maybe you can just give people a little introduction to to Equiside, Why you kind of started streaming? What it means to you?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so I, I started streaming. I guess like I think it, I think it's like five years ago. I think it's been it's been a while. I kind of like lost track of time, but uh, I kind of I started streaming. Um, I kind of like moved to uh, a different a different um, city and I kind of was uh, a little bit bored and I've always kind of loved playing video games so I thought and like entertaining people is like part of my like IRL profession so I always wanted to like see if I could integrate like my passion outside of IRL into you know um, into my hobby and yeah that's kind of how I started and it was just it was just about playing games that I loved. I, was, I think I started playing. it was Dark Souls th- uh, 2 that I actually started and um, I just kind of went from there and yeah it was it was it was just mostly about trying to find that artistic outlet of
0: entertainment through my passions for gaming. Awesome. And you mentioned your IRL profession. I, I discovered this the the other day when you um, in the chat you are uh, you're a choreographer by trade yeah
1: yeah, yeah i uh i, I create dance <laughs> for theater and um like music videos and stuff so um i've always i've always enjoyed that kind of um uh, spotlight i guess and uh and that uh i i don't know it's a it's a good outlet for me artistically to to entertain other people so it kind of fell together quite well yeah
0: you are a born entertainer, let's say.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that, but I definitely, I definitely uh, was born, and I definitely. Do entertain. <laughs> whether whether they
0: go hand in hand,
1: that's that. I guess that's up for an audience to decide. To be honest,
0: that's cool. But it, it, it's great that you found kind of a new outlet to um, join together, kind of gaming and your your creativity. Mm-hmm. How long ago did you start
1: streaming? I think, I do think it was about five years. I don't know if there's a way to like check my like total, when my channel was created, but I, it was a long time ago. I think I, I think I started streaming when I was like 23, 24, and I'm um, nearly 30 now. So it's, uh, yeah. Maths, I think it's about that
0: amount of time. Yeah, good maths. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um... How, how did it, you said you moved to a new place and you I, I guess you didn't have any many new friends at this new place did, does it help you find any new friends if not IRL then online yeah
1: yeah I mean I when I moved there it was it was my current partner at the time and we kind of got a place together in Manchester and I moved there and it was kind of a little further out from the city center so i didn't get much chance to kind of go out and kind of meet new people but i would always you know be playing video games and stuff so i, I did pick up streaming i started with youtube but then i started kind of uh, picking up streaming and stuff like that and it definitely did help to kind of find you know i guess i guess new friends like if, if you consider people that you can meet online and talk to if you consider them people that you can be friends with then yeah for sure like um it, it was nice because it was, it was a kind of like, it is quite an isolating experience when you move somewhere else and it's hard to begin integrating with people, especially if you already have trouble integrating with people generally, like socially, having that kind of um, platform to just chat to people, um, it definitely, it definitely, yeah, helped kind of bring some friends.
0: Yeah, I hear you. So I, m- I moved to Berlin, I don't even know, four or five years ago <laughs> um, to be with my now fiance. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I'm, I, I guess it sounds like I'm similar to you. Don't find it easy to make new friends. Um, but I've met, met some really nice people through, through Charlie. Um, and for me streaming almost immediately allowed me to meet new people who have, who share a passion, not a lot of my IRL friends from the UK, are into gaming and okay. those who are aren't always available to play or don't don't really use Twitch. So I met a lot of people through just starting out three or four months ago and um, definitely it's definitely helped me to forge relationships that I didn't have previously um, whether it's online or IRL it, it's to, to me I think it does make a difference but it's nice to have that um that connection with someone online as well. definitely definitely yeah so you, you talked a little about a little bit about gaming where what's your earliest memory of video gaming so i've been i like a lot of people
1: i imagine who are like into 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 gaming um i started gaming very young like my my dad is an avid gamer and and is still it's still gaming to this day like almost every day like in his downtime he he'll always be you know dabbling about i'm not sure what he's playing at the minute i think he's playing albion online but um one of my earliest gaming memories was watching my dad i guess like play i think he was playing what was he playing ultimate online very old um mmo one of the like earliest ones like super hardcore kind of old school MMO and I it it really like pulled me in just watching him kind of like um traverse this world and uh, you know loot things and cast spells and it was a really kind of like cool and engaging experience for me as a kid because I was like never really a super physical sorry if you can hear that ice cream truck going past um never really a super physical kind of person or into sports or anything like that so having that kind of really grasping moment of seeing this other world was like super cool for me and as soon as I could hold a pad or use a keyboard and mouse like my dad was like you know put me right onto that and and now I'm nearly 30 and I still play video games every day.
0: (laughs) One thing I one thing that the internet, Twitch, YouTube, whatever it might be, has shown is that gamers are of all ages, all types. Yeah. And I feel like up until recently that gamers have kind of almost hid away from the fact that they play video games. So it's nice to be able to kind of just put this out there and it's more, I don't know if it's more accepted now, but it's more. it's becoming much more mainstream.
1: Definitely definitely and that's probably got a lot to do with um, the the money that can go into gaming now as well with esports and uh, you know YouTubers and Twitch Twitch streamers like there's obviously a lot of money that goes with it and with money you know comes corporations with corporations comes exposure and advertisements so it uh it inevitably grew quite quickly
0: and with all that comes a lot of pressure and anxiety <laughs> for sure for sure yeah I I see I see gamers streamers talking all the time on Twitter about kind of anxieties not being able to sleep this that and the other Mm. so that's part of the reason why I started this 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 channel because I know there is there are people out there who are experienced cheers uh who are experiencing anxiety depression whatever it might be and are probably willing to talk about it, but don't necessarily have the right outlet for it at the moment so for sure I think it's a, it's a nice point to kind of get into the topic that we're here to talk about today, yeah and I guess my my first question would be kind of what what role has streaming and or gaming played in 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 your life and in in mental health? specifically it's it's been um
1: for the most part an incredibly good thing it's a bit of a double-edged sword because with a lot of gaming comes a lot of kind of um distancing and isolating from other people but um gaming itself for me has has been a very good way for me to combat um kind of like um destructive thoughts and kind of like stuff that comes into your head that you don't necessarily you know need to have there so having gaming and and things to detach myself from it has been a very good a good thing for me um and i i still use it to this day as a very like powerful tool to uh to calm myself and which is funny because i play dark souls yeah not yeah. not a very calming game but um a good way to kind of calm myself and distract myself from um, thoughts that I think about when I'm, you know, either sitting alone or I'm not doing gaming. Basically,
0: yeah, yeah. It's um, it, for me. It definitely helps me get out of my head, which I think is kind of what you just mentioned there. It it, it takes you into the moment, and you've really got to kind of focus on what you're what you got in front of you, which is which which is good because a lot of a lot of the time we're all spending too much time in our heads going over and over and over and over and over, and over things that are just aren't, aren't helpful to us right mm-hmm. so yeah. why don't why don't you tell us a little bit about kind of your your story when it comes to um your experience with mental health yeah
1: um so for, for the first like 10 10 years or 11 years of my life it was you know absolutely fine really nice kind of upbringing. And we, my family decided to kind of like pack up and move to another country. And that kind of started it because it took me away from kind of like a good friend group and good kind of like extended family group that I had and kind of like blocked me into a kind of completely different environment. And because I'm not the, like I mentioned earlier, not like the kind of person who is very good at kind of making friends or like talking with people, there was an extra kind of barrier added to it, like a lang- the language barrier. So I kind of really struggled to um, kind of find like really any any friends at all, other than people that were there who spoke English, which was pretty which was pretty rare in terms of kids my age. So when we when we kind of moved there. I did end up kind of experiencing quite a fair amount of kind of bullying and stuff like that because I couldn't speak their language, they couldn't speak mine. It was kind of like a very rural mountainous kind of town. So it wasn't in a city where there's a lot of interconnectivity with languages. So there's a lot of just um, a lot of people who didn't speak English. I didn't speak their language. So there was a lot of kind of like headbutting in terms of socializing there. i think my difficulty with socializing may have translated over to reluctance or maybe like an arrogance to not want to learn their kind of language or or anything like that and they they most likely took offense and of course you know kids are very savage (laughs) i must have been like 12 uh, maybe 11 12 at that point and kids are very very cruel or they can be very cruel and uh I kind of yeah again suffered quite a lot of bullying for for a I, for the total amount of time that I was there it was pretty much quite constant. I was I think it was about three ish years, so that I believe probably started the wheel of yeah. uh, of of kind of uh, mental issues in my head. Um, alongside that, there was a, a lot of a lot of other stuff in terms of like because it was a very kind of rural town. And there were a lot of kind of expats there, kind of people my parents' age, who were basically there to, I guess guess they're there to have a new life, but also just, it it seemed to me like it was more of like a permanent holiday for them. So there was obviously a lot of kind of going out, a lot of um, kind of like substance abuse and stuff like that surrounding me in that time. And uh, which of course led to kind of certain levels of neglect from people in my kind of like extended family and friends group over there All right which again instilled that kind of like feeling of not fitting in like i couldn't really find any friends and kind of like people who were my kind of like um elders and stuff like that were also very kind of dismissive of me at that point because it's like well we're having a great time you should have a great time go and play out with the kids blah 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 and that obviously kind of led quite easily for me into and i was at quite an impressionable age as it was anyway um when i was around kind of these these older people who obviously they spoke english and for the most part they were very like friendly to me because they were always like very drunk and just like hey it's it's this guy's son like he's a good guy blah, blah, blah 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 led to me kind of trying We'll just say substances to yeah. feel like I could be friends with them or like get on a level of feel like part of something. Yeah. Which of course that kind of stuff at a young age will inevitably pile onto the um, underlying problems that were slowly bubbling up. Um, I did after a while, it kind of came to a point. I must have been about fourteen, um, and i kind of had a bit of a revelation i I realized that like this isn't good for me like in terms of can i see myself staying here and growing up here eventually trying to make friends you know with people my age and no i couldn't see it so i ended up basically (laughs) <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty wild how it worked out, and I've i a to big big shout out to Dance who's in chat and his family who, who did a big solid for me. I um I essentially uh, I said to my uh, I think it was my grandmother because I was living with her at the time in this country, and uh, I said to her I really want to just go back to England for a bit and just see my old friends and like really reconnect with them and see them. It would be like super great, and she was like, yeah, that's you know that's fine. If you paint the whole house. I'll buy you a ticket. If you
0: paint the
1: whole house. Nice. I was, like, I was like, that sounds fine. At the time, like, I was just looking for any any excuse. It, was, it almost felt like quite a survival thing. Yeah. Uh, and so just paint the whole house. That felt like the easiest thing in the world, you know? So I painted the whole house. And I just said to him, I was like, I don't want to go for like two weeks. I'd love to go for like a couple months and just, you know, chill out there and have a good time. So I painted the whole house and asked for the one way. And they were like, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Take the one way. Which was foolish of them because i got they basically took me to the airport i got obviously to back to england and stayed with Dents and his um his family for for like a couple of months and um i essentially just told i just told my family i was like yeah i'm not coming back (laughs) and they were like well no you have to come back because you are very much just not allowed to do that like but i was at the kind of age where and and how i felt about it i was like nothing no there's no way you will make me go back to that environment like there's not not a chance i would go back there and end up kind of piling on all that shit. and i think that denser's parents saw um that i was definitely unhappy with where i was and much more happy and felt a lot more safe and a lot more kind of and and i did the minute i the minute i got foot, feet down in england i felt so much more enriched people who i had not seen for years immediately remembered me I, it went from being like severe bullying to a very immediate and close friend group who welcomed me back like i'd never left and they saw how it probably was enriching me and they basically had a conversation with my parents i don't really know how it went down But they ended up kind of like becoming my guardians and I got back into kind of school because when I was in this country I didn't go to school either because I didn't want to because every time I went to school obviously I was subject to some nasty shit. Mm. So I went back to school etc etc and it was year 10 at that point so I missed a lot of my schooling but to just go back and and be feel educated for the first time in, in a long time was like super super amazing and uh yeah from from then on there's there's been a lot of kind of times where like my my life from that point forward got got a lot better a lot quicker but i didn't know about the um issues that i had because there was no kind of like support net or anything like that to learn about it so even though i was doing good of course there was still this kind of like underlying feeling of like sadness and kind of like uh like i'm some sort of kind of like an imposter or like some or like i don't deserve the kind of like goodness that i had been given and that um kind of conti- that that continued to stay with me and still and still sits with me to this day but um apart, apart from all the stuff that i mentioned there have been there have been times to 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 now in work and in friends groups where I've thought that someone has been like a good a good friend to me or a good trusting person and it it's hard for me to place that trust in them and then they've you know swept it under pulled the rug from under me and stuff like that and mm. that has been a big kind of like triggering point for me because I don't expect it to happen from people that have given me kindness in, in the first place you know it's happened to me with kind of like people in my career in in dance and in all sorts of stuff like there, there are some there are some pretty pretty cruel people um who i i and i believe they don't you know they don't actually understand like the problems that people have and how easily something that seems quite small to them can make like a very very huge uh, impact on someone who who suffers who suffers mentally
0: yeah as you say it's um it's a trigger of something that's kind of deep deep within you that happened started many years ago and it's people don't people don't recognize the the hurt or the pain that they can they can create with sometimes doing the things they do um mm-hmm. wow thank you for for that for that's that story that's there's, there's obviously okay. there's a lot in there. Um, it was like yeah. you didn't have the the support network that you you needed at such a, a young age which is which is a shame but you you kind of really made what you felt at the time was the only choice, and that was to kind of get out of there which for such a someone so young and to see that is as an opportunity because some people wouldn't see that as an option at all i think I'm, i've got to stay with my family there's no way out mm. but are you able to see that opportunity and um, it sounds like it was kind of a really defining moment for you
1: for sure like very very defining and I, again i can't really thank dan and his parents enough because if they i'd have been like nah you, sorry you can't you've got to go back like i'd have either been on the run <laughs> Avoiding, avoiding, avoiding authorities so I don't get sent back, or I'd have been sent back, and yeah, I, I do not want to think about kind of how that would have gone,
0: you know. Yeah, and then not knowing who you can trust is always a, always a tough thing because if you if you're always thinking about moments in which you wanted to trust someone but that they kind of took that away from you, that then yeah. leaves you in a space where you're like well, do I make myself vulnerable and open up to people or do I just keep it within? And I think it's the latter which can be actually potentially even more damaging, keeping yeah. it into, inside yourself because you never know at what moment that might come out and what way that might come out. Yeah, for sure. Do you, Do you... What ways... When you do feel these triggers or um what ways do you have you worked out that help you to cope in these moments or have you able to to find anything that does help you through
1: yeah um yeah i think i think we'll talk about the 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 more positive ones and kind of like the ones that do actually work and are actually healthy decisions to make rather than the ones that are unhealthy decisions to make that help you cope i don't think i need to explain what that might be yeah you've but touched uh, you've touched on
0: the bad habits that might have come out of it so um... yeah course, yeah so the good the good things let's talk about the
1: good um obviously video games very very good for that like if i feel this kind of like uh if I'm, uh, if I'm lucky enough to feel it coming on before it actually goes into full effect, I will just play video games or I will just message someone and just, you know, say to them, like, I'm, I'm starting to feel really, really crappy about myself and stuff like that. And obviously the people that I message are very good and they will just be like, yeah, I understand, like, but just know this and they kind of know the right things to say at the right times. Um, but aside from that, it is it's either gaming or I will just go downstairs and get myself like a snack that I really like and try and eat it. Like it's it's all mostly just about distracting, which in sometimes that can be bad because it's it's kind of like uh, reinforcing that bottling of emotions. Mm. But having having a friends group that you can talk to kind of mitigates that because you're expressing how you feel about it. People that you trust. Um, Aside from that, there's you know, not not really much else that I've found that really works for me. Like, um, I need to talk to people that I that I love, or I need to, or I need to play a game, and it usually subsides pretty pretty quickly. Like, maybe like an hour, it'll kind of ride out, and then I'll. Instead of it being like a whole day, it's kind of brought down to about an hour, sometimes half an hour that I kind of like ride through that cloud
0: until it's uh yeah yeah have you have you tried anything else have you ever I, obviously doc, doctors would do one thing but there's yeah. as you say there's there's video games there's talking to people is there anything is there anything else that you've tried that this didn't necessarily work for you? Well, i'm always always gonna say for people watching that
1: you should Always go and talk to a professional if you can. Like, even though like you may not feel that they'd get it, they are kind of trained to understand your brain and stuff like that. And it didn't particularly work for me that well because I just I couldn't get my head around the fact that like they they know what to say and like of course and like my brain was like well of course they know what to say and they're just saying that da 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 like. And it did, it did help, it helps me today and kind of around these times because I'm a little bit more mature about my problems and stuff like that and, and that helps and obviously medication was a, was a good help too, um, which, but also has its side effects. It's, it's, it's tricky. Um, but I would say number one, definitely, definitely, definitely. See a professional about it because even if even if you don't feel like they relate to you or understand you, what they do do is um, I've lost my train of thought. They help you understand, don't they? That's that's it. The obviously the diagnosis. They help you understand what it is that you have, and then you can do all kinds of research then because if you don't know what it is. Like a lot of a lot of the symptoms and stuff like that are interconnected with a lot of other ones, yeah. and you may not know particularly what you have. So, getting that understanding from them is the mo- the most important for me, or the most prevalent in terms of my kind of recovery. Anyway.
0: Okay, that's that's amazing. Um, I mean, I think you share you shared a lot. Um, which is very much appreciated I don't, is there anything else that you want to want to um talk about?
1: hmm um oh, I, don't, I don't really know um i I guess I guess not really. It's just I think, like I say, um you know no matter no matter what it is that you've experienced, there is always help, I guess, like and i just hope i really hope that you know hearing me talk about it or watching the podcasts if you you know feel a certain way but you don't recognize it as a kind of a potential mental illness that this gives you the at least the kind of safety in knowing that talking about it is is not a bad thing if you're if you're talking to it to the right people like talk to the people that you love talk to the professionals 'Cause um talking to people that are not nice, that will that almost one hundred percent of the time makes it worse. So find people that you trust, that love you, talk to them. Yeah. That that is a very important thing to do. And you should
0: all do it. And it's great that you found that, um, when you kind of moved back here. You found that support system and Yeah, you found that core group of people who who were able to, to help you. So um, I'm I'm very grateful to them, as I'm sure you are as well. Um, Oh my god, lifesavers, lifesavers! And how are you? How are you doing now? Would you say?
1: No, I'm, I'm, I'm great. Like it, because like I don't. I used to, I used to take medication for it, but from like an artistic perspective and in my job, it really kind of stunted my like creativity and stuff like that. So I, I, I weaned myself off them and it's fine for me, like, because I'm very much aware of the kind of like demon on my back. I know it's tricks it likes to pull. And I know when it's coming and what it wants to do and how it's going to make me feel. I can counter that. Um, It's, you know, every day is a struggle with it, of course, like if, if I wake up and the thoughts in my head, it's in there. I, I can't stop it before it does. And you know, I have to write that out. But having a certain level of kind of um, internal understanding of yourself and how to, when when to kind of do the things to counteract how you're feeling, um, keeps me on a level of definitely okay all the time. Like um, I'm great when I'm around people that I love when I'm playing video games, I feel great. Um, yeah, it's um, I'm, I'm I am good. Yeah, good now, much better than I used to be. Anyway, <laughs> well,
0: that's great to hear. Mm-hmm. Awesome. To <laughs> <laughs> and um, okay, one last question then to kind of close up the podcast. Uh, y- you know, you know what it is. I I I, I warmed you up to this. So, mm-hmm. if you were a character from a video game. Who would you be and why
1: honestly a very good question and <laughs> they put one as well um and i had a i had a really good think about it but i think like for me and it is kind of feels like a cop out because i play these games all the time but they are the games that have the biggest impact on my life and it would be just any any of the protagonists from any souls game because They generally don't have a lot to say, (laughs) however, what they do have, and I do think is a a, 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 a aspect of me that I'm quite proud of, is that they will continue to push through adversity until they get out of the other side and grow. And I think that is, you know, a, a good kind of describing word for me. So, we'll go with any Soulsborne protagonist. is is who I would consider myself to be as a character from a game.
0: Wow, I didn't expect that at all. So (laughs) you've obviously um, kind of dug deeper in terms of the the characters in the Souls games than I have, because on the surface, there's um, some people might skip past that, but um, you're obviously a Soulsborne super fan, and I I very much appreciate that answer nice good
1: very nice very
0: nice thank you so much you've been very open very honest and i'm very grateful that you were um guest number two on the express yourself podcast my
1: absolute pleasure thank you for inviting me it's been very nice and very cathartic to shed a bit of the uh, the weight that we all carry from time to time